Jason Navarra invites you to get this with Tony Martin and Ed Cavalli. With Richard Marsland on the buttons. Oh, how good is this? Yes, indeed. <laughs> it's the weekend and time to do the... Nasty. That's right. <laughs> I'm doing today's show as Warwick Kappa. But before we do, let's put the work choices debate to bed once and for all, people. What are operational reasons exactly and what wacky workplace conditions are you subject to? All right, that's good stuff. <laughs> We'll stalk the paparazzi and meet Australia's most musical family. My long blonde locks. <laughs> Who's shelving magnets? Pretty hard when you have to talk fast. Remember. <laughs> Killer bees in Parliament. A pair of bright young newcomers called Tony and Richard were lighting up the charts. <laughs> and in the second hour, Greg Fleet is here just as well because we were going to play uh, What Would Greg Fleet Do? It's very hard without him. Is that it? I can't remember any of the others. Oh, um, the song lyrics normally on, here. Yeah, no, hang on. You're drunk! No, stop it. Hang on. Don't, don't, don't fade the song. I got it. Uh, uh, oh, I love you like a brother, but I am from Tasmania. Okay, it's all coming up. We hope it is. <laughs> on Get This, it's the sixth to last episode, but the fun continues because unlike our foreign minister, this show isn't a big fat downer. <laughs> that doesn't deserve applause. That is not clever. DVD just been released. Uh, Fixland.com and all, all stores. New sensation that's in excess uh, here at Get This Around the Nation. Yes, we're still broadcasting, still hey. going to air somehow. Another week to go with myself, Tony Martin. Yes, still under attack. This business of, that he's going on with, oh, please don't attack me. That's not meant to be. You're all meant to play dead mm-hmm. while I win. Okay, well, fair enough. We've got Ed Cavalli, Newcomer of the Year. That is the view of some people. I reject that totally. Okay. He's very negative today, isn't he? Pushing the buttons, Richard Marsland. This bloke has had an extraordinary influence on radio. Thank you very much, Mr Prime Minister. Finally, the kudos I so richly deserve. Oh, he likes you. Okay, under attack, under siege. What's in the papers today? Going on, Tone. Good news? We've got the Melbourne papers here. Oh, yeah. Let's just address the rumours. How cheap's meat? Head, I don't know. It's always the third page in. I'll save that for after the damn levels. Okay. Ooh. Oh, somewhere in this paper, it claims that I, Tony Martin, mm-hmm. am going to be doing breakfast on a station called Vega FM. I've never heard of that station. With Bridget Duclos next year in Melbourne. That's what it says. Is that? Do I have to change my name to Bridget Duclos? <laughs> it's is not that, true. Is that what that's about? <laughs> so people are looking very nervous <laughs> around in programming. It's not true. Okay. I haven't spoken to anyone. Hmm. So that isn't true. Last time I spoke to Bridget Duclos was about six months ago mm-hmm. when she came in here to... Oh, yeah, to accuse me of... Yeah. You're playing with playing yourself. Playing with myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> accuse you of ser- sexually harassing yourself uh, <laughs> while attempting to coach her basketball team. I am very easy. Or is it a netball team? It's, it's a basketball team. It's one What's of What's the difference, Tone? There's a round ball. What's the difference between basketball and netball, Tone? Spelled differently. No, um, no, no. On the, on the court, what's well, the difference? Well, there's a basketball. No, hang on, hang on. Hang on. Uh, basketball Did I ask you? has a lot more whistling. Basketball, it's always... <laughs> and netball? Uh, lesbians. Isn't that the difference? Oh, man. I'm sorry, that's offensive. <laughs> One has whistling, the other has lesbians. That's what I was told. I don't know much about sport. Mm. It's like a new club that we've opened. You know how they sometimes have the dance music room and the hip-hop room? Mm. We've got two rooms. One has whistling, the other has lesbians. Wow. Take your pick. Okay, so I'm not doing... I know where doing... I'm going. 
breakfast on an other station. That's not true. All right, all right, Tony. All right. And, and that's good to see that I think I found that in the only paper today in the country that doesn't have the headline stunned mullet. Oh, is that from the, it's, is that some Victorian police? Yeah, the Victorian yeah. police hard man, uh, Paul Mullet. Seems like a nice guy. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even going to pretend to understand this story. <laughs> but there is a fascinating, and I still can't wrap my head around it, yeah. even after seeing in the paper the... Mm comic book version of the story of what, what what happened between the police officers. Yeah, that's good. They've yeah. done like a really, like a DC comic version. Oh, that version makes life easier. Apparently they were bugging Fred Bassett at one stage. I don't know what's <laughs> going on there. No, he's fantastic, you Paul Muller. Yeah, Paul Muller. Although extremely frightening. Okay. I think if you had to drive through the outback with someone in a car. John Jarrett. John Jarrett would be fourth scariest. Yep. Bradley John Murdoch. Oh, man. Uh... Jeff Clark. Oh, he's young. First scariest Paul Mullet. That's nasty. That is <laughs> and nice. everything's Christine Nixon's fault. She's plotting against ah. me. Global warming, that was one of hers. Oh, can't wait to see next week's issue. I think Christina Nixon punches Paul Mallet into the sun. Uh, it's a great ending. Cold enough for you. Aye, aye, he says. That's a great comic strip. All right, that's down in like Victoria. That. Okay. But crime mm. occurs everywhere, and haven't we canvassed a lot of it? Yep. Stupid crime in particular on this segment. <laughs> Requesting roadblocks at every exit. How about signing up for the chips, huh? Uh, the chips. Motorcycle cops. Unsecured cardboard boxes. But over the two years, we have uncovered so much in the way of stupid crime. The Brisbane teacher accused of building bombs in his bedroom. Okay, uh, we don't want to get involved in that. Uh, that's not our territory. Who knows if that's true or not? not Just me. one detail caught my attention in yesterday's Australian. Yeah. He allegedly, mm. allegedly used mm. a phony licence bearing a photograph of Michael Chiklis, star of the US <laughs> television show The Shield, to buy explosives. Wow. Now, the man concerned is conducting his own defence and he challenges the police claim conducting that he used a photo of the well-built, shaven-headed actor to buy explosives. Mm. Now, think about that. Mm. Either he did, that's pretty funny, yeah. or he didn't. And the police have made that up. I mean, what an odd meeting that would have been at the police station. I don't know how this guy will say he showed up yeah. as the thing. Okay. Yeah, good. No, that's who, that was Michael Chiklis. He was yeah. the thing in the Fantastic Four. Yeah. He was the commish. Yes. He was the commish. He was uh, John Belushi in that awful movie of uh, uh, yeah. Wired. Yeah, that's right. And now he's uh, Detective Mackey mm. in The Shield. So he's fairly well known. Hey, have those explosives come in for the thing yet? <laughs> the thing's here. He wants his bombs. <laughs> oh, oh, I put them aside for the commish. Uh, I tell you, the commish was here before. <laughs> in Los Angeles, an Iraqi uh, national wearing wires and concealing a magnet inside his rectum uh, triggered <laughs> yeah, a security scare at LAX. Officials said that he posed no apparent threat. <laughs> So that means that he's at home going, going to get a plane today. Yeah, off to Philly just to visit some friends. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Wires, good. Yep. Mm -hmm. Strap them to myself. Mm. Oh, this magnet. Jeez, my bag's full. <laughs> just pop it up there. Quite a big magnet. Probably going to need it in Philly. The Quite a few things I want a magnet there. Well, the giveaway was when he had uh, drawings that his kids had done hanging out of his anus. <laughs> Um, the magnet. Okay, <laughs> just pizza menu stuck to the back of his pants. Yes, that's right. Like, how big was this magnet? Are we talking fridge magnet or are we talking the giant cartoon U-shaped deal? I, I like to think U-shaped deal, that it was kind of down like in his legs and sniffer dogs were just getting slammed into him by their collars. <laughs> Left, right and centre. When he went through the metal detector, he just dragged it with him. 
Excuse me, sir. What? What? What sort of plan is that? That's as idiotic as showing Excuse up at an explosive factory with a picture of you as the thing and saying, hand over some dynamite. I've got a magnet up my ass. No apparent threat, though. How are we going for criminal of the year? We've got the jockey with the dildo in the pants yep. giving the fake no, you no, no, sample. No, 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 no. We've got the footballer yeah. uh, sculling the bottle of uh, suntan lotion off somebody's uh, back yeah. porch. Of a box of sand. The guy passing off boxes of sand as a computer. <laughs> This is going to be a glamorous ceremony at the end of the year. The guy with uh, the commish on his ID. What a pantheon of criminals. Just dragging all of the awards away as he wanders off the podium. Mr. the guy with a magnet up his ass. Oh, what a collection. Back live, this is Eddie Vedder, Hart's son. Here we get this on Triple M. Next up... I can tell you something next time. What's next? We lift the lid on the most shocking footage on YouTube. Oh, top dangle. That's Eddie Vedder. Of course it is. Hard sun. It's Get This Around the Nation on Triple M. Good afternoon, everybody. Hello. Oh, we're getting ready, aren't we? You sure are, Tone. You know what it's almost? Nope. It's almost the weekend! Oh, oh young people, what are you getting up to? All right, kids, uh, invent a new way of sitting. Uh, label and catalogue your old VHS recordings of the O'Neiden line. Ooh, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy a Mogwai and feed it after midnight. <laughs> uh, call your friend's home piece. Uh, stay home on Saturday and bottle some fruit. Yeah. Re- refuse to read hey. stuff. Cut up plastic rings on milk containers so platypuses don't get their bills stuck in them. Uh, have sex in a Oh, yeah. Laminate your legs. Perfect your impression of hyacinth buckets. Hang out with that tree man in Indonesia. Uh, uh, Make out with someone you're pretty sure is your cousin. Wonder aloud whether sea change will ever come back. Uh, Come up with a new emoticon. Uh, 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 Bounce down the street using only your gonads uh, and a fruit. (laughs) Take a whole lot of ice and then fire off an angry letter to thumbs down in your local community newspaper. Uh, 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 Kick back with a sense of achievement after smoking uh, legal stuff. Legal stuff. Log on to antiquesroadshow.net and guess how much that French commode is going for. Uh, 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 Give your mum a subscription to Plumpers. (laughs) Spend the afternoon machine gunning shots of LucasAid. What else? Oh, what are uh, the kids into? Oh, that's what they're in. Woo. Uh, um, oh, uh, you must have one more in the tank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah get, get a bin full of jello uh, and uh, and throw a kid in it. Uh, kid that can't swim. Get involved in an illegal drag race between two stolen paddle steamers <laughs> in a canal. <laughs> uh, go to a fjord and berate it for being not lake enough. What else, Richard? Listen really loud to Tom Jones, Chills and Fever. <laughs> Try and understand John Lawson's mind and the music. Listen, finally get round to watching Drowning by Numbers. Oh, God, that's too much for me to even that's, cope with. Look, that's a lot of ideas, young'uns. <laughs> you know, we're here to help. Good ideas, plenty of them. Oh, goodness. In the meantime, do we have any Stephen Seagal news? <laughs> What about this woman, Tara Capewell of Windmalley? She says, I just love your show and will miss the great talk of my husband's favourite person in the world. What, you, Tara? Surely that'd be you. No, Stephen Seagal. Ah. Can you please do a Seagal cast with all your bits about him over the last two years? Will Mm -hmm. we have enough bandwidth for that? I don't think we do. He's got a lot of bandwidth, that Stephen Seagal. (laughs) This will make my hubby's day along with many other Seagal fans. You'll be proud of him. He owns 19 
Okay. Seagal films on DVD. That's just from the last year and a half, Absolutely I think. Absolutely right. Uh, am I from right this morning. in seeing that there's a movie coming up possibly on Foxtel from Steven Seagal? Has he ever done a film called Shadow Man? Yeah, 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 yeah. The Shadow Man. We've discussed He's done The Glimmer Man and The Shadow Man. And The Shadow Man. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Because was this before he started just working completely in the shadow? No, it was, it was, it was, it was during his face and legs era. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then he's like an old painting. Progressively, yeah. you see less and less and less yeah. of it. And now he's just a floating face in front of a black background in most <laughs> of his movies. Isn't there something like that in The Labyrinth? Isn't that, doesn't, yes. Don't some of those weird cats freak out Jennifer Jason uh, Leigh? Well, I think, you know, if he does stand in the sun, sunlight, then the planet mm-hmm. is in danger because mm-hmm. there's going to be vitamin D deficiencies amongst the entire population of the world from the shadow that he does in oh, fact wow, cast. Oh, wow, that, was, right. that took ages. I was like, oh, man. You got there. What? Oh, good on you, Rich. What about, <laughs> hang on, Rob Ramirez says, hey, guys, you go on about Seagal. Have you visited www.dolphlundgren.com? Oh, Dolph, are we, are we neglecting the master of the universe? Well, apparently we are, but uh, Rob's gone through the archives. He's gone right. back to April 2006, in which someone claiming to be Stephen Seagal wrote to Dolph Lundgren on the forum saying, saying dear Dolph, I see you got yourself your own little website. Interesting. Seems like you have much time on your hands nowadays after I beat you in the 1994 Sexy Olympics. Maybe your fitness career will be successful. Doubt it. Not as successful as my amazing singing career. You were amazing in Rocky. It's too bad they didn't choose me to fight you. That would have been even more amazing. Please do not take offence. I am simply better than you. See you, Dolph. And good luck with your weight loss program, Stephen. Doubt it'll work. Ouch. Ooh, Lundgren versus Seagal. That's a good fight. That's a smackdown waiting to happen. Mm. Seagal is all over the net. You should see some of the signatures that he's writing, uh, petitionspot.com. Oh, what's happened here? Oh, he's put in about 200, 300 uh, <laughs> just a, on entries. A lot of them are just plugging his lightning bolt energy drink. <laughs> yes. As you know, is a, is a frosty treat only available on the internet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Got to be thirsty in advance. Uh, we are over 8,000 on petitionspot.com. How, how are we going, Rich? Which, we're trying to crack 10,000. Yeah. Before November mm-hmm. twenty three, that's mm-hmm. right. The yeah. final broadcast. So, who's written show. in recently? German polar bear. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> who's been impersonating me? Question mark. <laughs> Good, question. Good question. Peter Stefanovic. Oh yeah. No one recognises me. <laughs> it's all Carla's a robot. This boot beat boot boop that and one one zero one one zero 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 one and mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Arthur Fonzarelli. This is what you get for dissing me, Cavalli. <laughs> a the Fonz <laughs> and uh, Johnson Wang. Yeah, Eddie. <laughs> Wang's written in. Eddie Cavalli was a polite, unfunny, cap-wearing quasi-nerd at my high school. I don't know. Interesting. Hang on. Uh, you know? Imagine Hang my you... surprise when I discovered that it developed into a witty little scholar. Surely you'd remember going to school with someone called Quasi Wang. Hang on a second. <laughs> I reckon I did go to school with that kid. Yeah, Johnson oh. Wang? Yeah. Oh, well, Johnson Wang, pardon me. Maybe... <laughs> Maybe, I don't remember Mr. Wang, but that is an accurate description of me at high school. Johnson Wang's written in, uh, Richard Head's written in to say that, uh, right. what do I type into YouTube to get that Burt Newton video? You know the one I mean. Oh. The one of the drinking contest that yeah. where a man spews all over. Yeah, gold. Absolute gold. Pure gold that you discovered, Tony. I you... did discover, I rediscovered it. It was supposed mm. to have been erased at Channel 9 under orders from Kerry Packer. You found it and um, you showed it on the Mick Malloy show. Too much. Um, what's the opposite of a claim? Ah. Uh, <laughs> Disdain. <laughs> disdain. Much AM radio talkback disdain. Well, if people want to relive that disdain, all they have to type into YouTube is Mick Malloy's show, 
sculling competition. <laughs> okay. It's some of the it's the best yeah. four minutes twenty seven you'll probably spend all weekend. Yeah, okay, it's, all the bit with us talking is rubbish. Yeah. Just fast forward to the black and white bit of the clip itself. Yeah, everything is black and white except for the power chuck. That's just the technicolor spray. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. The the set. That's a lot of fingers, uh, Nikki Hamilton. Well, it's funny actually now that we've been talking Richard a lot in this break. Yeah, we certainly have. He's been having a few parties recently, as we know. All right. But uh, yeah. did you know about his mystery trips to Canada? No, I haven't heard about. Well, this them. is the funny thing. I didn't know about them either. But I got a call from a friend of his who said oh, yeah. that Richard had been in Canada over the last few weeks. Right. I said, yeah. well, I said to her, what, what's he been doing over there? And she said he's been over there trying to establish an... An association that caters to the Montreal area bisexual community. Wow. Oh, Canada. <laughs> Normally I like to go south of the border, but um, <laughs> sure. The people of Montreal really appreciate your efforts, Rich. <laughs> All right. We're going out on that, are we? Yep. We're happy with that? <laughs> Eric, get this. Happy with that? No, when we've used up our Wang quota. We're not going to say Wang again <laughs> this hour. That was Wang Chung here again this <laughs> dance hall days. Uh, mm. Now, you mentioned Canada. You know who's just back from Canada? No. Alexander Downer. Hello. Yeah. Je suis le ministre des Affaires étrangères d'Australie. What? Et il faut parler en anglais si vous êtes uh, Australien. Mm. What? What, is he, what, what does he, that mean? What yeah. is that? Australian? Something about, I don't know what you mean by the Australian wheat board. I've never heard of it. <laughs> I don't, what's what a vuzet? Yeah, what are you going to do about that, Rich? What is the translation? Yeah, have you got the translation engine queued up? Run it through the computer. I know what boys like. I, I can't. I know what guys like. No. That's offensive. There's no need for that sort of yeah. character assassination during <laughs> an election campaign, Richard Barsland. Yeah, <laughs> I had something else queued up. That was the wrong one. Yeah, okay. Let's get back onto safe ground. What do we know about... In the on- song he was choosing between that and Nickelback's Pants Around Your Feet. Yeah. Both offensive, Rich. Yeah. Both funny. To Rick, your complaints to rmarsland.com. <laughs> Shock jock. Um, you know, safe ground. What would you call safe ground on this show? What do we know about more than anyone else on the network, guys? TV. No. Um... Music. Oh, music. Music. Nobody talks more about rock music. That's true. And the tracks we play on the network than us. Maybe the 80s, guys. Oh, (laughs) that's true. Lee Simon and the man, Brian Mannix. (laughs) Excellent, guys. Okay, now, here's what we're going to do. Australia's most musical family. Who has it? Curry's. The Curry. Stephen Curry, one of our Mm. favourite co-hosts here on the show. What have you got, Rich? We were talking off air about a band that you were in. Yes, 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 yes. My brothers and I used to play in a band together, the three of us. And you said you were listed in a newspaper <laughs> under some kind of top ten uh, list. Ten stupidest band names in Victoria. Oh. Um, my dad's, our dad's name is Nev, and we became <clears throat> Nev's Vindaloo. <laughs> hey! Hello! Look out! And how are we, the, the Vindaloo oh, machine oh, performing well, these they're, days? They're Johnny Wonderpants now, and they're doing very, very nicely for themselves. Thank you very much. Isn't one of your brothers, like, uh, a world champion air guitarist? He, okay, here's the deal. He was Victorian champion in 2002. Okay. Right. Went up to the national titles, the mm. NTs. Oh, yeah. Uh, the AGNTs. <laughs> um, Peter Rosethorn was the host, MC. Oh, it was yeah, always yeah, kind yeah, of random judges. He ended up getting pipped by the guy who ended up doing the KFC ad. Ah, oh, <coughs> who's yes. na- who went by the name of Super Dave? That's I believe. right. Yeah, that's and right. And Burner went by the name of w- Weemus Gebummy, <laughs> and he was sensational. And even Peter Rosethorn to this day, if you speak to Peter Rosethorn, ask him about Bernard Curry getting robbed in the National Air Guitar. What do you think went wrong? Uh, apparently, he didn't give out enough T-shirts. 
No oh. joke. Super yeah. Dave came up with a big tour bus. Real T-shirts and, and air T-shirts. I oh, know real T-shirts okay. with Super Dave written on them, and oh, it was terrible. And if you're out there, Dave, I'm coming to get you. Wow. <laughs> was it? Was your brother the guy who broke a string halfway through and a roadie came yeah, out? I've heard out. of that. Yeah. And, and in the Victorian Championships, he was warned that if that happened in the Nationals, right, the Nashos, yeah. he would be uh, ejected. Is Why? That right? Why? That's, that's not allowed. You're not allowed to have anyone helping you with your air instrument. But that's so, a great joke. Oh, it was great. And it was a great joke because he actually had, he was the only one who did a medley. Mm-hmm. So he started off with a little bit of, uh, you know, Van Halen and then went a little bit of Slava Gregorian, oh. even pretending to sit. And, and what about a, a smashing an invisible guitar, obviously, over an amp, a real amp, and having the amp blow up? See, Could this you is what he that? didn't Could think you... about. He would have taken the Nashos. He would have been on the KFC out of here. What about the double neck air guitar? Because yeah. I once saw Stevie Ray Vaughan and his yep. brother in yep. concert doing that yep. thing where you get a yep. double neck guitar yep. and it must be bloody hard. One of them plays the string bit and the other one plays the neck bit Ooh. of Mildly. each other. So Homoerotic, isn't it? Like yeah, it, it is, it is. And I think while you're playing that in air guitar, it's very hard to pay off that it's two necks. <laughs> so you'd have to <laughs> kind of go yeah, over the true. top neck and under the bottom. I don't know. I'm so no expert. You have how to much brother. musical talent is there in this Curry family? Well, we can play air anything. <laughs> no, but, there is a lot. My, my brother Andrew also plays the trumpet, would you believe? But you can play the real-life bongos. Yeah, there's a chick puller. <laughs> uh, James the Morrison's bongos. proven that. I can play the bong- bongos. Yeah. Sadly, we don't have any here. Oh, see, that'd be great. Can't prove it? that. That'd be great. So hang on, trumpet, yep. bongos, yep. air guitar. Yep. That's real the curry line there's, there's real guitar in there as well somewhere. <laughs> no, we can all play real guitar. And my brother Pete was the first one to play guitar, and he was the one who said, he sat me down and I said, mm. why do you play guitar? Mm. And he said, think about this. If there's 20 blokes around a campfire uh-huh. and one girl and one guy can play guitar, who's going to get the chick? Oh, I didn't yeah. stick around for the answer. No, no, no. no. I, just, I went and stole <laughs> I a guitar that very day and I haven't looked back. Now, hang on, Pete Curry. Still haven't so met a woman, but... Um, how many Curry brothers are there? There's four boys and a girl. Wow. Margaret's the oldest. And who's uh, vying for the role of Zeppo Curry? Who is <laughs> <laughs> that? Uh, look, that was me up until, uh, up until I learned to speak um, when I was 24. So I was going to have a look back. Thank you, Stephen, for all your contributions. Uh, let's have some music now. Bit of green day, holiday. Yes, we'll have a holiday. And then we're off to work here again. Uh, this. Holiday. That's Green Day here at Get This on Triple M, broadcasting in your town. If you're listening to it with your ears, and uh, who is it? Well, it's myself and Ed Cavalier, mm-hmm. Tony Martin and Ed Cavalier, or as Richard Marsland calls us. Fanny and Alexander. Don't know why. It's true. It's an unusual man. The Nissan Navara oh. is our sponsor. Oh. What can you say about it? Well, China Hutch, the beverage holders, yeah, so the pulling much, power. So much, the awards, the year to the year. But listen to this, Steve Crawford, a frequent correspondent to this show, says, an acquaintance of mine owns a building maintenance business and recently took delivery of a brand new Nissan Navara. Oh, <laughs> that lucky man. It's a good day. The day after he picked it up, he dropped in to quote some work. As we stood round admiring the sparkling black duco. Oh, Ooh, hello. <laughs> He began rattling off some of the Navara's impressive specs. Oh, you'd be there all night. I interrupted him to ask about the exclusive China Hutch, which, as get this listeners know, (laughs) comes standard in every Navara. He gave me a very uncharacteristic look and said, What the F are you talking about? (laughs) I soon discovered he listens to AM Talkback Radio. (laughs) Well, they like a China Hutch there too. An Australian China Hutch. That's right. All right, enough faffing about what about workplace agreements? What about work choices, you Mm -hmm. know? And all this, let's play, you know, nostalgic, you know, memories of Get This. 
We're forgetting there's an election campaign going on. As we speak, Tone. Serious matters out there. Uh, This man here, Max Hilarity (laughs) of Victoria, (laughs) is just the latest person to request this item. Okay, work choices. Uh, I don't know much about him, but this bloke in Victoria the other day who was sacked for, quote, operational reasons. Exactly. And then replaced by someone willing to do the same job for 25 grand less. He took his case to the Industrial Relations Commission, who ruled in favour of the employer, Uh saying that under our new work choice laws, quote, the question of a valid reason need not be considered when an argument is advanced regarding the termination being for operational reasons, unquote. Exactly. But what exactly are these operational reasons? To help us answer that, we have on the line David Balsack from the Industrial Relations Commission. Good morning. Can I ask, what is your actual job down there? I can't say. Why not? Operational reasons. Yeah. What exactly are operational reasons? Well, it's a pretty wide brief, pretty much any reasons, as long as they're connected with the operation of your business. Well, let's say I wanted to get rid of Richard Marsland here. I can understand that. I've seen his acting on Rove. Yeah, but what's say I don't really have any reason to get rid of him, but I have found an orphan in Pakistan who'd be willing to panel the show for $1.50 a week in a bowl of dirt. This uh, Pakistani bloke, has he ever done that sort of work before? No, but he does do a very good Mahatma coat. <laughs> yeah, it's hardly a valid reason, is it? No. Well, then, sack Marsland and hire him. Well, hang on, I thought you said I needed a valid reason. No, read that quote again. A valid reason need not be considered when the termination is for an operational reason. So you don't need a valid reason? No. As long as you've got an operational reason? Correct. But what's my operational reason? Well, he's going to do it cheaper, isn't he? Yeah. Make it easier to operate business, yeah. then that's an operational reason. But that's not really a valid reason. It doesn't need to be. You're not listening to me. But couldn't anything be classified as a operational reason? As long as it's not valid. <sighs> right. Okay, this bloke the other day, there was no valid reason for him to be sacked. Thank Christ, if there'd been a valid reason to sack him, they would have had to keep him on. Thankfully, there were operational reasons. Which were? In this instance, the company was suffering from, quote, financial difficulties. Right, what were those difficulties? Uh, there was a lot of difficulty trying to get the bloke to do the same job for 25 grand less. Right. I mean, put yourself in the company's shoes. That's incredibly difficult. You've got to convince the bloke his job doesn't exist anymore, even though you're advertising it in the paper the next day. You're saying that's not difficult? No, clearly. Is. You've got to keep it all out of the press. Talk about difficult. Very difficult. Make it look like you're not exploiting the legislation. That's difficult. Sell the cheaper package to the new bloke. Endless difficulties. Endless financial difficulties. But are these valid reasons? I should bloody well hope not. Valid reasons need not be considered. Operational reasons. That's what we're looking for. Now, Joe Hockey says he's going to review this case. Well, there's no reason to do that. It sounds like there's lots of reasons. Valid reasons, sure, but they need not be considered. Are there operational reasons? Well, no, because the company's operating far more effectively since they got the cheaper bloke in. So there won't be any review? Oh, uh, that depends. On? When the election's scheduled for. So the government may fine-tune these laws because of... Operational reasons. David Balsack, it sounds like the Industrial Relations Commission is full of it. Oh, there's no reason to say that. Well, that's why I said it. OK, thank you, DB. Let's find out what's going on at your workplace. <laughs> what conditions are you operating under? That'll be next on Talkback Mountain on Get There's on Triple M. We know who that is. Bruce Springsteen here at Get This Around the Nation on Triple M. Let me just mention quickly the Get This podcast. New one going up. I think 154 will be going up today. Donors? Uh, Yes, weekend um, listeners. 
will enjoy it. I assure you, you will. <laughs> not sure what's in it as yet. Somebody has been saying, are we going to replay those Blast FM sketches? Oh, those well, are a killer. They were replays, technically. Yeah. Because they were from, um, well, that you can find them on two rare albums from the 1990s. Are they so, now officially rare? You can. Uh, yeah, they're going for 39 cents on eBay. Okay. That's 39 cents American, I'll have you it's know. pretty good. <laughs> the albums are Poop Shoot. And Eat Your Peas by uh, Martin Malloy, who were a sort of um, Alan Parsons project style supergroup in the <laughs> mid 90s. Oh, excellent. It's some very, very long albums. Yeah. Uh, so that's where you'll find those. Uh, and the Get This podcast continues to be the network's most requested podcast and listen again audio on the website. That's pretty good news, Even tone. as we go down in flames, records continue to be broken. Not bad at all, Tone. Good on uh, you. Now, what are we going to do? What sort of music do we like to hear about now? Oh, of course. Yeah. Everybody, take the climb. Climb up tall back mountain. There's no time. Hey, but we're not counting. Maybe if we had a shorter intro song, we'd be Running on time for the first show since April 23 It's never happened, it's not gonna happen, workplace conditions We've heard about work choices and operational reasons It's a big deal in the election time sure is But what's going on in the streets? The real workplaces I can't believe these ads with the the (sighs) guitar and the mandolin and the sorry Mr Howard Now let's talk real world Let's get in there, Tone Have you been subject to any? What conditions are you living? Under when I was working at the video store, eight and a half years worth yeah. rich. Eight and a half. Uh, I uh, one of the conditions was if an ice cream fell on the ground, you got to eat it. Oh, okay. See, that's an interesting workplace condition. You that's could have it. that put in your contract. I should have in your AWA. Yeah, absolutely right. And did you dive in? But were you sort of knocking them onto the ground? Willy I tell never? you what, it was almost impossible to walk past the ice cream fridge <laughs> without a magnum leaping to its death. <laughs> Suddenly, you just turned into the clumsy chef from Sesame Street. You know, you just a little a little almond fellow would, you know, climb up the side <laughs> somehow, open up the open up the lid and fling himself out. That's a top workplace condition. Mm. Uh, mm. I used to work at a radio station, uh, oh, hang on, it was this one, uh, 20 years ago, 20 years ago this year. A lot so. of people, can I say, around the network just went, oh, God, oh, what's he going to say? <laughs> no, no, none of these people work here anymore, no. and it's it's really from the past anyway, couldn't happen now, the word bugger, the word bugger was bugger. banned on the radio, and the oh. boss came in and he said, look, I don't mind the odd bastard, I don't mind the odd shit. But none of this bugger talk on the radio, all right? Yeah. And we go, well, what's wrong with bugger? That's a great Aussie word that people mm. love to bandy about. And he's gone, don't you know what that means? And we'd go, no, no, we're not exactly <laughs> sure what it would be. Which would prompt a mime demonstration. <laughs> Guys, this is what it is, right? You don't want that going out. <laughs> we're going, hang on. Were you in deliverance? <laughs> and every time, you know, we, we'd be saying on here just so that he'd come in and do the mime. <laughs> What are we not supposed to do? Oh, that's what we're not that's supposed right. to do again. Thanks for the heads up. By the way, you've got a pretty mouth. <laughs> wow. Bag that up, Maddie. Uh, okay, workplace conditions. Richard? Mr. Marslin. Oh, well, uh, stand-up comedy conditions. Oh, Often. Yeah. I had a gig last night, in fact, and we you did... You never tell us about... You never tell us. We did the Zoo Comic Strip Challenge. 
which is that thing where in yep. the zoo magazine, yep. every time you make a woman laugh, uh, she's got to remove a piece of clothing. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Um, when I finished my 10-minute set, uh, all the women were dressed in scarves, Gore-Tex <laughs> coats and Cossack hats. <laughs> That's not true. But I have done a couple of... Uh, <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> but I have, done, I have done a tight 10 on a hay bale at a community fete um, in broad sunlight with no atmosphere whatsoever and no any sort of amplified sound, just sort of, you know, it looked like just a madman doing poetry. Richard Marsland, he's done a tight ten on a hay bale. What have you done? Okay, what kind of conditions are you slaving under at your workplace? working under, kids? That's what we want to know. So call us up now and the number is Get ready, here it comes Get a pen That's right Get a pen Here it is Call on one triple three five three triple m That's right one triple three five three triple m Yes, it's one triple three five three triple m Triple m Triple M! Now here's Nickelback! <laughs> no, no, it's not! Good Charlotte, of course, it is a Triple M. Ah, uh, Misery, that's Good Charlotte. Here we get this on Triple M. We're finding out what are the conditions like in your workplace. Mm. Who's slaving under some unusual ones? Ed Cavalli. G'day, Rob. How are you? Afternoon, Ed. How you going, mate? Oh, not too bad. How are you? What's going on at work? He's eating a sandwich. That's what he's doing, Rob. Sorry about Good. that. That's what I have to labour under. That's my conditions. What are you doing? Oh, well, I work at a news agent. And yeah. like Ed, if a magazine, say Zoo, for example, yeah. was to accidentally get ripped, oh, yeah. uh, that magazine's got to go home. Oh, and I'm guessing they call you Edward Scissorhands. <laughs> Something like that. Okay, how damaged does it have to be before you can uh, keep it and have your way with it? Uh, well, uh, I don't have my way with magazines. Yeah, of course, that uh, couldn't happen in a newsagent's. Well, I get to. I'm pretty much the judge of how damaged it needs to be. So. Uh, what sort of what part of the country is your newsagent's in? Uh, up in Sydney. Okay, now are you in a suburb where you know? I love going into a newsagent's and saying. Why are they selling the New Yorker here? <laughs> Who's buying quadrants here? <laughs> Is there a magazine you just cannot shift at your newsagents? Oh, uh, there's a few. Um, uh, a big favourite of mine is the Racing Pigeon Pictorial. Oh, oh hello. <laughs> hello there. Now, Rob, I'm going to go out on the limb here. Is that mostly mm-hmm. pigeons uh, flying around and around? Pretty much, yeah. Thank you very much. Are they still printing Trailer Boat Monthly? That's one of my favourites. <laughs> That's out there every, oh. every month. <laughs> Pigeon fanciers? Is there any magazines with the word fancier in the title? There's both dog and cat fancier. Yeah, there's cat fancier. That's a a top old read, Rob. If you want to tear a couple of copies of that and send them my way, I'd be more than happy to receive them. And and are people still embarrassed to buy pornography? Uh, Very much so, yes. Are they? That'll that'll often be slipped underneath a a zoo magazine or a women's weekly. Under a zoo. (laughs) (laughs) That's like putting red kryptonite on top of green kryptonite. (laughs) Thank you, Rob. Nice to see that, uh, you know, the news agents is still there because... I don't I mean, but surely porno mags are going to be a thing yeah, of the that's past, yeah, that's right. right? You know? Yeah, you just feel embarrassed logging on in the future. Yeah, exactly right. Okay. Uh, okay, never mind. There's some great conditions. <laughs> Hi, Elliot, how are you? Not too bad, guys. How are you? Excellent. Uh, what kind of conditions are you working under, bro? All right, about a year ago, we got ourselves a new manager and he decided that um, it would look really bad in the public eye for us to have Christmas parties. What? It would look bad in the public eye to have Christmas parties. What, what kind of... They're worried about, worried about looking like bludgers or something. Oh, I look like bludgers. 
Now, hang on. Hang on, it's Christmas Eve. <laughs> We're having a party. Just slacking off. <laughs> Elliot, what do you do? I work for one of the energy companies in Sydney. One of the energy companies in Sydney. Uh, okay. Uh, so yeah. how did that oh, end up? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, they decided last year that um, it would look bad to have a Christmas thing, so they decided to do a safety barbecue. A safety barbecue? Oh, hey, Who's it looking bad to? I mean, who's, who's driving past the energy company? Going, hang, on, hang on, slow down, slow down. I think there's a party behind those walls. Does that man have a beer? Turn off all the lights. Turn off all the lights. It's a protest. Un- I've noticed the electricity has been very weak this year. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> look at this for kilowatt reading. Yeah. Does this look like, look more like a bunch of um, weirdos for not having a party. There you, are. There you go, weirdos. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Energy company weirdos. Can I just say to anyone driving around in their car today, if you see someone, uh, you know, working as an as part of an energy company, mm. yell weirdo at them. <laughs> that seems to be the uh, order of the day. Why not spread the love around? Oh, thanks to everyone who thanks called. everyone. The only it's ones we can push through conditions here. out there, there really. certainly is, mm. but nobody works under more punishing conditions imposed by himself. He is self-employed. We'll meet him if he shows up in the next hour. <laughs> Greg Fleet. Get this. 70% of whom are former trade union Officials. Brought to you by Nissan Navara. Huge pulling power. Do what I want because I can. If I don't, because I want to. It's all right, I've accepted the spring carnival's over. Be ignored by the step and the board because I'm gonna. I've been assured there are no more Melbourne Cup scheduled for this year for us to cross to. Sorry about that horse racing buffs. You're stuck with us talking rubbish for this hour. The second hour of Get This brought to you by the Nissan Navara Greg Fleet yes. is here. Yeah. Oh, the Nissan Navara Greg Fleet. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Our longest serving co-host and oh. just telling us off here a fantastically juicy rumour he's heard about who's replacing us in this time. <laughs> it's like you can't say it on air. No, but it's a, it's a human. That's, no, look, it's just a rumour. That's very interesting because we were told we were just being replaced by music. That's the reason we're going, for the need to play music throughout the workday. So if that were true, that would be oh. hilarious, what you've said. But it's the person's Bob Marley that's replacing yeah. us, oh. so technically. <laughs> Hang on, he is good. I've heard him back announce. It's, it's slow, but it's there. It's... Um, it's, I can tell you it's not a self self-confessed vampire. Oh, well, self-confessed or self-proclaimed? Self-proclaimed oh, yeah, vampire. This business in Melbourne, the yeah. uh, mullet gate. Yeah, <laughs> moulet gate, as the French <laughs> like to call it. But, uh, oh. yeah, there was a, a guy got shot who was a, just, they, they, they keep describing him, he was executed. Oh, yeah, he's a self-proclaimed vampire. Yeah, mm. well, there you mm. go. Is there any other kind? Not really. <laughs> not really. And you've got to execute Because you Sorry, you got to what? Sorry, you got to execute them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but give them the dignity of a stake. A stake, no, not a shooting. <laughs> not a shooting. In the, that's just ludicrous. Oh, look at oh. look at that photo, mullet man, scarier than Roger Rogerson. <laughs> uh, oh okay. yeah, and lo- I love to see that as Richard Marsden was pointing out that. You know, the newspapers are veering into comic strips to yeah. describe. Yeah. yeah. It's really <laughs> terrific artwork. I'd yeah. like to see them do it with other, yeah, other stories. stories. Other somebody, if you haven't seen the Melbourne papers today, the Herald Sun has a comic strip of the self-proclaimed vampire being shot in the yeah, neck in the with neck. Bl- and blood going everywhere. <laughs> and it's in colour. Coming out of his neck. Oh, and he's sort of got that look on his face like, God, blimey, God, I never thought this had happened to me when I became a self-confessed vampire. <laughs> and look, it's going all over the Wizard of Id. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and 
enough police corruption and outrageous oh. rumours about this show. We've got killer bees in this hour. Wow. We've got the paparazzi being stalked. Mm. And we're going to play a little game called What Would Greg Fleet Do? Oh, and you know, you didn't realise the other day when there was that... that uh, the rally? Rally out the front of the yeah, station. that's right. I was going to say riffraff. Um, <laughs> that a guy actually came up to me in jumper pants and got me to sign his jumper pants. <laughs> wow. On the street. So many Make magic any moments. Mm. How exhausted is the jazz flute player? He's taking it for a walk, though. I don't <laughs> think we've ever got this far. That's Walking what happens. On. That's what happens when you come in, Greg Fleet, <laughs> to get this. Shorts. I want to break free. That's Queen. Keen to break free. Here we get this. It's the second hour, and he's here with us, the inventor of... Turn your smile into a frown. Turn your wardrobe upside down. Jump pants. Oh. Fleet is here. Yeah. Look oh. out the window. Look, there's people waddling up the street <laughs> in jumper pants where air one looks. It's hard to uh, keep your jumper pant up unless you apply some kind of belt because I'm, I'm a purist. I don't believe you should add anything to this. I mean, I don't right. mind if other people do, but right. for me, I like to get the jumper and turn it over on itself. Oh, that's nice. Yes, and yes. it's just held up by its own gravity, yes. really. Yes. By its will. <laughs> it's, it's will to live. <laughs> It's well to be a self-proclaimed jumper pant. Not a fan of the rope belt, the olden days. Oh. Uh, you know, back in Australia in previous centuries, rope belts were the go. I like the, the sort of the hay bale twine belt. Oh, yeah. That's a good look. Yeah. So if you're going to use any kind of belt, it should be ye oldie. Yeah. It shouldn't have like an actual belt. It shouldn't be anything that looks like a belt. Oh, ye oldie. I'll tell you a project. Have you ever read that book by Peter Carey, True History of the Kelly Gang? No, I haven't. It's I've... fantastic. It's all. It's a novel about Ned Kelly, but it's yeah. all written in the style of, what was that thing, the Geraldery letter? That's right, the famous letter he wrote yeah. to the newspaper. Yeah, it's all about, ah, oh, the traps, the damn traps that surrounded us. Yeah. <laughs> it's all like that. Just as an exercise for my own amusement, I am writing uh, a story in that style called True History of the Mulry Gang. Because <laughs> <laughs> Ted Mulry actually had a brother oh. who was in the Ted Mulry called Gang Ted. called Steve called... Mulry. Oh. So it works perfectly. Oh, that's fantastic. And the traps surrounded the Countdown Studios and they appeared wearing the phantom armour one hadn't seen for years. It works really well. That's I'd love to see that's the Maori gang take on the Kelly gang. True history of the Maori gang. That's my uh, early hours of the morning that project at the moment. Do you have a project that you just work on in the early hours? Self-improvement, I would guess. Self-improvement and also I've, uh, I've recently been writing a single called uh, Jump in My Dray, which is, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just a kind of horse-drawn, horse-drawn carriage hey, reference. That's good, though. <laughs> I need to get some, uh, some you know, some old Turulai, Urulai <laughs> arrangements of Jump in My Car for that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right. See, the fleet man comes on the show and suddenly your jewelry letter improvements <laughs> <laughs> goes up and out. Uh, um, but uh, no, look, I, uh, what have I been doing? The uh, project was... DVD, Fleety. Well, I'm thinking about putting together a bit of uh, Fleety magic on a DVD. Yeah, this is odd because you've been... How many years have you been doing Stan? 20 years. 20 years, and you've never done an album. I know you've been on a few compilation albums. Yeah. Is it true? I mentioned this earlier uh, on the show earlier in the year. I went to what I think was your first ever gig at the Prince Pat in Collingwood. Would have been 20 years ago. You were introduced as a new up-and-coming ah. comedian. And you came out and you sat down in a chair. You were a sit-down yeah. comedian. And you proceeded to just read out bits of the Golden Turkey Awards. <laughs> did I? You did. That was your act. Maybe. I don't know. I remember I used to sit down. Yeah. Um, I could well have. I, I remember the first one 
went well enough that because I had no faith in it at all. Right, right. And uh, the first one went well enough for me to go. Well, I'm not. I'll, I'll keep doing it. You know. Right. And then the second one went really well, and then the third one just was hideous. <laughs> third one's always a disaster. Because <laughs> <laughs> you start getting that. You, the first yeah. one you go, wow, that was amazing, and the second one goes really well. You go, actually. I'm a bit of a genius. The third one's just like the comedy god just bitch slaps you from above. And then there's the humble comeback fourth gig. Oh, which is usually done on a hay bale in broad daylight. Yes. That's all good gigs I, I heard that from uh, out the front. I thought, yeah, I've done some pretty, oh. uh, pretty weird daytime gigs. It's, oh. it's odd. Yeah. It's very odd. Daytime comedy. It's very weird. Have you ever night. opened for something fleety, like a sporting event, or been in the middle of two musicians? Oh, hang yeah. on. You have a beauty. Oh, uh, trying not to be too offensive about it, but did you not open for Peter Allen? Yep. On his last ever tour, and you got the sack, did yep, you not? Absolutely. By the boy from Oz. You were sacked by the boy from Oz. Yep, and he never worked again. <laughs> he, uh, they, you know, they reckon... Uh, but what did he say, you know... Don't want to Are you sure you worked with Greg Fleet? I'm positive. <laughs> but what did he say to you? Like, what's Peter Allen saying as he's giving you the arse? Uh, well, he didn't wow. actually... Well, he, Peter Allen, <laughs> as much as I'm sure he would have liked to give me the arse. <laughs> he never Sorry. did. Um, he, it, what, what, I went out to do, the, uh, to do the gig, and I always felt weird about it, because I hadn't been doing comedy that long. I'd been doing it a couple of years, and they rang me up and said, do you want to support Peter Allen you know, on this tour at the Hilton in Sydney? And, then, and I went, oh, okay. But I always sort of thought, what's it all about? But it was paying more than I've ever been paid before, and it just sounded, you know, I get to stay at the Hilton for the yeah, week. Yeah, right, right. And I went, all right. And, when I, and as soon as I walked out on the first night, I went, oh, I, this, I know what I've been thinking. This is just all wrong. <laughs> and the audience was like probably 50% older women and 50% young, excited gay men. Right, right. Neither of whom really slot into my, using a bit of a triple M word, demographic. <laughs> Yes. Um, you know, they're not in your variety space, mate. Well, I mean, you, straight like, ahead. Like, uh, you know, I'm sure I've got plenty of gay fans, but uh, sure. But uh, you know, if I've got any fans at all, <laughs> I'm sure they're gay. But, uh, You're but, an icon. But if, um, but you know, I think people who are going to see Peter Allen are not going to go. I with any luck, could you imagine how great it would be <laughs> if the Fleet Man was also on the bill? And they said to me, look, um, we're going to, you know, we, after the first night, thank God they did because I felt exactly the okay. same. Yeah. They went, look, we're going to, um, you know, let you go and get someone else in. And I went, oh, okay, fine. And then I just thought I'd push it. And I went, oh, but I've rented my flat out in Melbourne for the week, so I'll probably have to stay here at the Hilton. <laughs> and they went, they paid me in full and yeah. I spent the rest of the week at the Hilton. And, and hooked up with an old girlfriend who oh, I hadn't seen. I'd gone out with at <laughs> yeah, school. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we'd never um, done the D. Until? And ten years later. Uh huh. Love is in the air. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, high fives. <laughs> Thank you, Peter Allen, yeah. for the memories. Yeah. And, by the way, who plays you in The Boy from Oz? I'm not sure. Uh, it was, originally it was... Um, Amanda Muggleton? <laughs> it was the bass player from The Divinals. <laughs> okay. And can I just ask, you know, when you get the sack from a job like that, it's always fascinating to find out who replaces you, who replaced you. I believe, I believe, and I may be wrong, it was a comedy juggler. <laughs> they, went, they went, it wasn't, it's not the comedy that's not working, it's the lack of throwing things up in the air and catching them in different orders. <laughs> oh, the, the chainsaw, the natural enemy of the cat. There we go. Okay, uh, we have to have some politics in this time slot. There's an election coming up. We are the home of serious political reporting, as you know. Uh, this man here, James Thompson of Queensland, wants to hear one of our many sketches when killer bees uh -oh. were loose in Parliament. Mr. Speaker, uh, according to... <laughs>
an analysis of all of the exports of the OECD. Remember, <laughs> exports comprise about 62 percent. The Prime Minister is in order, and the Prime Minister will be heard. This is bigger. Um, now let me continue talking about climate change, which I thought was, uh, was one of the, the policies warned. of the opposition. When the Leader of the Opposition first asked me a question about this the member issue Jagger Jagger. on the 23rd of May, I said that the, the Government Jagger Jagger is warned to engage in a public information campaign on climate Water. change and associated matters. The opposition can't say, will you confirm such and such? Oh, sorry. Now it seems that the bee is loose in the studio. Here and get this. Did you do something about that, Richard? Drop a sandbag on it. Oh, me tiny bee plums! Yeah! <laughs> okay. That's politics oh. covered in depth. Next up, what would Greg Fleet do? Get this on Triple M. <laughs> How come? <laughs> yes, the Foo Fighters. With a bit of uh, pretender action here at Get This on Triple M. Greg Fleet is with us. Yes, he is indeed. We love it when he pops in, and mm. I think it's time to launch a brand new segment. Hey, Fleety, where's that 20 bucks I loaned you? <laughs> oh, the phones have lit up. <laughs> we've never had as many callers. <laughs> no, it's time to uh, play a segment we've done many times before. It's a hard one to get going because we all have to... Um, Oh, that's right. Have yeah. musical instruments. Richard, do you want to kick things off with a bit of woodblock? Have you got the woodblock um, there? Oh, yeah, I'll use this What do you want me to play? Yes. Oh, what's that sort of scratchy thing, you know, where you Oh, twist? the quinungula. The quinungula. Yeah. Give it a bit of that okay. if you could. Good. That's great. That's fantastic. That's the one. I feel percussion. <laughs> Bongos are needed. Ed, you can play the bongos, can, can you? Yeah, very oh, good. Well done. Joan, what are you going to do? Oh, just hitting a metal pipe off it sounds quite Oh, yeah, good. give it a crack. Good. Okay. Oh, How's well that? Done. It sounds like a bass. Now some dodgy vocals. Here we go. If you were halfway down a water slide and you suddenly had to spew. If you bumped into a fat chick and said, when's the baby due? If you're piloting a DC-10 without a f***ing clue, then it's time to ask the question, what would Greg Fleet do? Probably come out with some nonsense, some rubbish about Camus. That's what happens when we ask him, what would Greg Fleet do? If you told a bunch of bikies you're an expert in Kung Fu, if there's a dead man on the golf course and you're spotted playing through. If you're working with Mel Gibson and he has it, you're a Jew. Then it's clearly time to wonder what would Greg Fleet do? It's the way to solve any problem. Oh, wow. And now, if we've got room on the couch, can we bunch up a bit for one of our heroes here oh, on the yes. program, Lee Simon. Hello, Hello, Lee Simon. Hello there. How oh, are we today? Excellent. Our mentor here at Get This, oh, oh. a big part of the Triple M family, and the man who hired the degeneration mm. originally 20 years ago and probably caused all this trouble. Good decision. I'm sorry. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> At least I could say sorry. Yeah, now, fair enough. obviously we were hoping to get you in in the final weekly, but you're off somewhere now. Could be. Brokering a peace accord in the AFL somewhere? Either that or on? lying on a beach somewhere in a sarong scaring small children. <laughs> oh, oh, lovely. lovely. That'd be nice. He does it every year for charity. Yes, now, <laughs> Greg Fleet is here. He can solve any problem. Do you have a dilemma for Greg Lee? I do have a dilemma, and Greg, I, I'm hoping you can sort it out. The, uh, the bride and I have decided we're going to go and have a bit of quality time away. Mm, so nice. And we're going to leave the kids at home. Is this something you've been promising since 1978? <laughs> <laughs> you know how it works. Yeah. Oh, uh, risky business time. Yes. 
So, uh, kids uh, at home, alone, the bride and myself, some distance away. What mm. sort of ages are we talking, Lee? If I said she was nine and he was six, that would be a whole other <laughs> no, story. No, that would be, <laughs> okay, that'd she, be uh, illegal. She's 21, he's 18. Ooh. Okay. I was going to say, look, Rick... Controversy. No, sorry, that was my, my posse. <laughs> they like to focus me by doing that. It's, it's a posse. do. Um, I, look, I think uh, any children, regardless of their age, I, I, have, a, uh, I have a child who she's That's five. right, you do. Yep. Who the other day, and I'm, I'm going to deviate slightly from the story, sure. said a great thing to me when I got back from overseas, I was really tired, and I said, mm. do you wanna, what do you want to do? And um, she went, let's go to the park. And it was a beautiful day. And I went, yeah, or we could go upstairs and get in bed and I could read you a story. It was like two in the afternoon. <laughs> and she went, no, nah, let's go to the park. And I went, no, come on, it'd be great. We could get snuggle up in bed and you could pick a story and I could read it to you. And she went, hey, I'll tell you a story. And I went, okay. And she went, we're going to the park. <laughs> the end. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they're like. Yeah, but I reckon if you, you know... Ever since Home Alone came out, it's Absolutely. just opened people's minds to going, it's, uh, I wouldn't see it so much as, as leaving your children behind as protecting your home. From, uh, <laughs> protecting your home from Joe Pesci. The right. cloth cupboard? I mean, yeah. is, is, is that being protected? What about the, well, the car they're not meant to drive? Mm, mm. See, it's, I, would, I would say if... Uh, I'd say it's going to end in tears from yeah. what I'm hearing in front of me. I don't think so. No, I think I have great faith in uh, not only... In Lee Simon's children, but in Lee Simon's ability as a parent over the oh, years, the times, the times he's taken me aside in uh, yeah. in, in in my fleeting radio career <laughs> and given me a bit of fatherly advice oh. and said, "Look, fleet man, fleety, no, put that down. It's not only illegal, but it's dangerous." Share. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I guess that's advice of some kind. Mm. What sort of um, you know authority do you wield in your house, Lee? I mean, are the kids respectful of you? Uh, very little. Really. <laughs> Very little. Do they put on the Night Moves tapes? Do they ever get them out? Do they ever get onto I, I've actually hidden those because that would just give them another excuse. Seeing <laughs> skinny me uh, in the Night Moves days. No, yeah, uh, longer they're, than they're probably tall. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah probably. No, uh, zero authority or respect in the house. I lost that a long time ago. Can I ask you, Lee, I don't know if ever, I've ever asked you this before. Did you meet the men without hats? <laughs> no. No. See, no. see, you can't retire happy it's a till you have. Big gap in my life. I'm well, trying to overcome. <laughs> the other thing you could do, Lee, is is this this kind of works for me occasionally with with mm. my daughter. I'll say, look, if you're really you know if you're really good, when I come back, I'll give you X, like just bribery, basically. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you say, you know, if you don't destroy the house or burn mm. the house down, I'll steal the car. Oh. Yeah, I'll bring you back something, and then just forget. Like I'll bring you back an elephant from Thailand. I blew yeah. that too. I oh, promised right. my daughter <laughs> that I'd stop smoking by the time she was five. Oh, How old yeah. was was she when I stopped? 22. There it is. Oh, and sorry, she's only uh, 21 now. Exactly. <laughs> Get my drift. Oh, man. Sorry, guys. I was just queuing up some music. Did I just hear you say you're giving your daughter X? What was that? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Lee needs to have another talk to you, I think. And just quickly, before we throw the callers, Lee, thanks for all your support you, over yes, the two years of Get This. You're genius. Oh, total pleasure. Mm. And uh, good luck in your future endeavours, young man. Thank you so much. Uh, a bright future, young man. I think you go far in this business. I think so. <laughs> That was Lee. That was Lee. Lee and three others. Yes. Doing was it that really? Whisper. Yes. Who yeah. were the three others? Uh, Ian Grace. Yes. Oh. Trevor Smith. Yes. And Rod Muir. Every one of them sacked by the network. <laughs> uh, give us a call with your dilemma and find out what would Greg Fleet do. One triple three five three. Get this. I have to say I don't think that does make sense. Brought to you by Nissan Navara. Huge pulling power. Oh, it's get this. It's on Triple M around the nation. Greg Fleet is mm, here. Yes, he is. Allows us to play What Would Greg Fleet Do? Who's Got a Stumper or Dilemma? Greg 
Fleet or Ed Cavalier. Oh, oh. <laughs> I should be the end of the week. Am I drunk? You are. Hi, Heath. How are you? Yeah, very well, thanks, mate. Yourself? I'm good, thanks, Brady. Lay it out. All right. Well, I didn't have a dilemma until only a couple of hours ago when I, a, when I got a text message from a couple of mates mm-hmm. wanting me to go to the Greyhounds tonight. Yes. Okay. But all week I've had planned with the girlfriend to go to Sexpo tonight. Oh, Sexpo or the dogs. What would Greg Fleet do? I would probably try to combine the two in some kind of alfresco, weird, illegal dog love. No, I don't know. No, I would... I would what was that? Ow. I got shot with a plunger. Um, um, I reckon, you know... It, I, I don't think you can really go past Sexpo with your girlfriend. I yeah. mean, going to the dogs is literally mm. going to the dogs. <laughs> you know, like with a couple of mates, go down there, lose some money, um, try and follow the form of animals who can have condiments rubbed on their genitals to change their ability to run. <laughs> what? Oh, people run must. Apparently, they used to like rub mustard and chili and stuff on the dogs' on, testicles. Is, is this Sexpo or the dogs? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're very close. I mean, what, which one would you rather be at? Do you think, Heath? Um, probably the sex though, I think. Yeah. It's a little bit more interesting than the dog. Yeah, and you've got, your, you've got a partner there. It's not going to cost you as much. Um, you know, if you go to Sexpo, it's highly likely you're going to get some action that it night. It probably depends how experimental you are with how much you spend too, would it? Yeah, yeah I would say so. Absolutely right. Heat yeah. sky's the limit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that eight items or less. Kyle <laughs> at Sexpo. <laughs> Thanks. No one uses that. Thanks, Heath. Best of luck. Uh, g'day, Sam. How are you? How are you doing, team? Excellent. Lay out the dilemma. Um, every I work with the council, and mm. every day my boss eats my lunch. Oh, so unfair. Every day. It's okay, crew. It's okay. We'll sort this out. <laughs> Sorry, it's my posse freaking out. Um, that's uh, that, what, what do you? What do you? Who makes your lunch? I make it. There's like chicken and soup. It has to be in a cooler. Oh. Yeah. So, and we're on the council, so there's only one cooler. Oh. And does your boss kind of come up and buddy up to you and kind of go, hey, matey, you know, and, and then start having it? Does he just take it? And just no, no, it? no. He takes it and then he walks past and says, Sam, I had your lunch. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and, and if he goes, if you complain, workplaces. Is oh, that right? Work choices. Yeah, okay. Work choices. I've chosen to eat your lunch. <laughs> Surely this is a problem that can be sorted out with a few laxative tablets, I would have thought. Mm. Or some botulism. Go to, go to like, some high-ranking North Korean official and get some kind of botulism thing that they, I'm sure yeah. they've got hanging around and just paint the chicken with it. Okay. Easy solutions for you at home. Yeah, okay. Now, we're not saying they're safe or legal, the suggestions. They're, no. They're simply suggestions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, I, I look, that's so unfair, but it, you know what? I'd also take that as a compliment to your cooking, though, because it means you're obviously uh, doing you're a bit of a whiz in the kitchen, Heath, if your boss keeps eating your lunch. What does he... Does he even bring lunch? Yeah, he does, but he, he normally eats my lunch about 10 o'clock. Oh, and then eats his lunch. And then he eats his lunch at lunch. Oh, <laughs> oh this is an outrage. All Stop right. the senseless Heath slaughter. <laughs> okay, well, oh, two lunches. Good luck to you. Yeah. Uh, Ed Cavalier simply was drooling throughout that entire phone call. That's all I say. Thanks to everyone who had a dilemma today. We've got to move on because uh, Nicole Kidman's battles with the paparazzi. Oh, my yeah. my original co-star. The first thing. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yes. In uh, Matthew and Son. Matthew and Son. Mm. She, and when she had the poodle hair. So you gave her the leg up. You gave her the leg up that her career needed uh-huh, back in much. the day. Well, we'll talk about the paparazzi next on Get This here at Triple M. 
If you accidentally filled your petrol tank with super glue If you slagged off Nickelback so many times they tried to sue If the doctor checked your ass x-ray and found a platform shoe You'll be glad we asked the question What would Greg do? Is this the choir boys? Oh no, it's not. Oh, it's, it's Robbie, Robbie Williams. Williams. Is there a danger we won't get to the choir boys today? Oh, there's going to be trouble here again. Oh. It's on Triple M. Trouble ahoy! The posse's firing up. Robbie Williams, let me entertain you here and get this on Triple M. Greg Fleet is mm. with us. Do you find yourself beset by the paparazzi wherever you go, Gregory? Pretty much wherever I go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I find uh, there's just... But to me, like, it's better than the old days. Remember when we first started out and the paparazzi yeah. would follow you around with um, just like a rock and a chisel and they'd carve your features <laughs> into it. It took ages. It took a long time. <laughs> But nowadays with cameras, modern cameras. Yeah, they can take photographs, I, as yeah, I understand it. Uh, but I, find, I don't find they, they hassle me too much. Uh, my, my level of celebrity is, is hey, oh, you're that guy. what's your name? And I go, Greg Fleet. And people go, yeah, yeah, that's yes. right. Like, I've, I've won a contest. <laughs> I have been in that category for 23 years, the you're that guy category. Yeah, ah, nice. It's a good category. <laughs> One day I hope to be that guy. <laughs> Full of nice people. <laughs> well, the paparazzi, we've certainly followed their antics over the last two years on Get This. Next week on Get This, we once again go undercover with one of the world's top paparazzi. Yeah, my name's uh, Terry Felcher. I work for one of the big four celebrity photo agencies, APC. <laughs> Assorted pricks and c***s, as we say. Right. Uh, what does it really stand for? Uh, no, that is actually the name of the company. Yeah. <laughs> really? Well, obviously, you've got to be a complete to do this job, we uh, find the name tends to frighten off any amateurs. Right, and, and where are we today? Well, we're here at the uh, the Barbados Sheraton. I've had a tip-off that Whitney Houston and Bobby Brown are staying here. And if you uh, if you look down there, yes, right, right, that's actually their balcony. Really? Hey. Oh. Who's there? Oh, no. Oh, oh no. they've spotted us. The Quick, get your head down. Jesus. Oh, it's all right. He's I'm a very a poor man. shot. Yeah. It's all part of the game. Hang on, is that Whitney? Yeah, that's her. It's probably best to get under the table at this point. Oh, my God! This is pretty normal. This is pretty normal for them. She's firing two machine guns at once! No, it's good, though, because it means she's had to put the crack pipe down! This week, Terry's on the beat down under. Uh, let's see. These are shots of Tara Moss in her backyard, hanging out the washing, completely sarcastic. Wow, how'd you get them? She posted them to me. I think that's actually the author shot for her next book. Oh, that's a bit full on. Yeah, they'll probably pixelate that. Uh, these are shots of Galen, remember, from Big Brother, coming out of a Gold Coast nightclub. They can fetch anything up to five, ten cents on the open market. If you've got a shot of him not coming out of a Gold Coast nightclub, that could be worth a lot more, but I don't fancy your chances. Where are we now? Well, word is, Jamie, the Big Brother winner, remember him? He's got a new secret gig. He's been doing voiceover lessons. We're just waiting to get the word. And... Oh, there we go. There we go. In the battle, lads. And Terry has the dirt on radio's biggest names. I've got this one of Tony Martin down at Video Easy renting five, counting five Hillary Duff movies, all of them overnight. Work that out. Uh, I've got this footage of Ed Cavalli at a karaoke bar serenading this year's Bachelor of the Year. Your body is a wonderland. Your body 
but this is a big one. 100,000 smackers to anyone who can get a shot of Alan Jones with a woman. It's never been done, but we're going to give it a shot. Okay, we're at the Jones compound. There's a, a party on. I managed to sneak in wearing just this tiny leather thong, these angel wings, and a large amount of body glitter, which has rendered me relatively inconspicuous. Approaching the master bedroom. He's apparently been seen ducking in here with a mystery woman. There we go. Take this and oh. this. Oh, my God, he's got a lash to the bed, like and he's that? going to work on her with a wet bath towel. This is great. If more? I could just get a shot of her face. Mm. Do you want some more? Uh, the answer is yes, I do. Then cop this. Always a pleasure. Now, see if you can get your feet up behind your ears. I mean, nobody can do that. I can't do that now. Okay, that's a little graphic, a little unnecessary. Ah, oh, nice. Borderline uh, suable. Let's, like. <laughs> <laughs> Let's clean things up with the choir boys. Here we get this. Oh, there it is, the extended mix of Run to You. <laughs> Run to paradise, run to, paradise. run to you. That's Brian Adams. That's something else entirely here. Get this on Triple M. It's the end of the week, and clearly we are all drunk. Thank you, Greg Fleet, <laughs> for sitting in for the whole hour. Thank you for having me. It's been most wonderful. Do you reckon I could come back next week just yes. for one more time? We want you here as our longest-serving co-host. We need you here for our final show, and that'll be next Friday. As you know, let me just mention quickly, it's Simon Heavey's birthday. Oh, happy birthday, Simon. The man who uh, commands the Facebook army, the Save Get This crew. Rock Quiz is on tomorrow night, yeah. SBS 920, All New Zealand Edition. Oh. Dave Dobbin is on board, of course oh. he is. And our sister station, Patterson Lakes Primary School, FM in Victoria. Paddo are having their school fate on Sunday. Oh, geez, there'll be some good slice on sale there, all right? And it's fate spelled F-A-T-E. Oh, no. Right, 11 till 4, the Black Thunders will be out. Thanks Fantastic. to everyone who puts this fine program together. Only time for a key phrase, what is it, Rich? Have condiments rubbed on their genitals to change their ability to run. <laughs> well, yeah, I, yeah, that's a little unnecessary. Yeah. I think we prefer this one. By the way, you've got a pretty mouth. Okay. <laughs> on Monday with Guzzy Sampson and Dave Graney. What a treat. The final week of Get This still brought to you by the Nissan Navara huge pulling power butter churn. Beverage holders. And Richard Marsden with everyone purchased.